And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Zach here. Hope you're having an awesome day. I am taking a walk right now in the sunshine. Yeah. And, uh... It was the wind's going on and off. If it gets too windy, I'll turn around so the mic doesn't get it. Um, so we'll be good. But I'm taking a little bit of a walk right now. Want to spend some time with y'all and uh, share something uh, pretty cool. But anyway, yeah, it's it's sunny. It's been it's been sunny for like almost two weeks, which is awesome because it took like it was like <clears throat> two weeks of like rain and gray, which you know you, you basically you know you you pay to come out here, pay to play, and you pay to live out here, I should say. Pay to play. And uh, you deal with just a bunch of idiotic policies um, out here. So at the very least, you want the sunshine. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's sunny. and I'm pumped about that. And uh, yeah, it's going to be May Gray soon and June Gloom. That's what they call it here, natives. Um, last year we were here around that time. And I will say... It was kind of gray and it was kind of gloomy, um, so I'm hoping that it's a little less this year, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, but I want to talk to you guys about not fooling thyself. Do not fool thyself. If um, I remember actually an old upline. Now that I say that, that that, that was an old uplines line. He said, uh, "I think rule number one is." All right, I'm gonna turn around right here. I think it's getting windy. He said, "Rule number one is do not fooleth thyselfeth," and. Uh, I had someone uh, the other day who is fooling thyself with. It's making me think of this, and I wanted to share it with you because um, it's fresh. So some of you might know this, some of you might not, but I've been, we've, that's been mostly me. I've got some amazing internal team members that are taking things off my plate so I can do this, but we're developing a new uh, class, course, whatever. It's called Expert Closers. And it's basically like closing like a freaking boss. Um, we've got some pretty good numbers, pretty good stats. So uh, a lot of people have been asking about closing better. So we, we are delivering. Well, it's probably the most in-depth undertaking I've had to take on personally to produce it. And, um, you know, we've got some good closers, obviously. But, uh, like, I'm really creating the content. And so... In that, I've been personally testing a script, a very 
robust script. And uh, that means that I've been talking to some prospects myself uh, a fair amount um, to really dial this thing in. And it's at the point where it's, it's, it's dialed in. Um, it's, you know, it's produced that script by itself, has produced over six figures in revenue already, at least countable 40 reps, personal reps um, in the past few months. Um, so very good script, very good methodology. Anyway, um, that's kind of the backstory, I guess. That's not totally related, but I was talking to a guy, and um, and he uh, on the first call I was testing out a new kind of formula. I don't know if I'm going to do this forever or not, but it seemed like a good idea. A friend of mine told me about it, and I was like, "Well, I'll give it a roll." Um, and so I knew the company this guy was in, and this company traditionally has pretty high expenses because the points or the PV cost a lot of money in this company. And, um, they usually have like just huge amounts of, of like uh, feet, like they sell like the systems, you know, like you're part of like probably some sort of training system or something, um, in your company. Well, th- this particular company has lots of training systems within it and they're usually just astronomically priced. Um, it's, it's, it's actually kind of brutal. Um, so I knew this person probably had pretty high expenses. And so I, so I started asking them their expenses and, and they told me, and there was roughly, like if you counted the product that they purchased on a monthly basis, it was like 1800 bucks a month. If you didn't count the product that they were purchasing because they were like, quote unquote, transitioning their buying habits or whatever, it was 900 a month. Now, this guy was pretty, was pretty uh, forthright. I'm in, like, no, I'm in like noise central. You'd think that like you're walking down the street during like quarantine, there shouldn't be like semis driving every three seconds, but I apologize for that. Um... Anyway, this guy, uh, this guy spending like even if we don't count his products, nine hundred bucks a month. He's been in for four years, and uh, he's made like he's making like five hundred dollars a month in his business. So I, I tallied it up. I think he spent something around like forty three thousand dollars so far in the past few years. He's making like five hundred bucks a month. I'm like okay, I'm just kind of like holding that in my back pocket, you know, for later. Well, we come to the, you know, we come to the, to the end. We had a, actually we had a, we had a second call together. Um, and, uh, and, you know, they were feeling very good. You know, I'm thinking like they're going to probably move forward here. Well, they, you know, decide not to. And, um, you know, uh, just doesn't, doesn't happen. And he, uh, he's actually supposed to basically send a text back to our, our, our uh, central phone number. He's supposed to send a text back and say if he's going to move forward or not, right? That's what was actually supposed to happen. So he had a second call, and then he's supposed to send a text. <clears throat> well, in that text, he basically said, like, I'm going to, um, or he said, our team right now is seeing the most momentum it's ever seen, both my team personally and my uplines team. Um, I'm going to ride that wave and come back to this. Now, we got to just think about this context here. The way that they're building the business is completely old school. You know, even with this lockdown, they're, they're being forced to like use Zoom meetings and stuff and a little bit of the internet. But they're still hunting down their own prospects. They're doing everything old school, like literally by the book. You couldn't script it better for a more old school approach. And unfortunately, the results show. And this guy's a really pretty skilled guy. He was great on the phone, great, just wonderful personality, very trustworthy-sounding guy. 
professional background um, just seemed great. You know, he, he's got the skill, but he's just stuck in this just crap hole of a system. And the thing that sucks is like at one point, the system that he's in worked. Like I know what he was doing. You know, he's doing the whole, everything that I used to do. One point that worked, but people don't adapt. And so like that worked in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. It's been dead for like 15 years. And so, you know, he's been basically doing this stuff for four years. He's only making $500 a month. And so he's, he's basically seeing this quote unquote new growth, new momentum, and he's letting it trick him into thinking that, oh, this must be it. This must be what I've been waiting for. And you know how I know this so intensely? It's because we went through it. In fact, when I was first developing MLM Rebels, it was mostly by myself. Ashley was still working a job because this is pre all this. You know, so it wasn't called MLM Rebels, by the way. It didn't, there was no name. Um, this is like pre-development. Um, Ashley was working a job. By the way, remember me to never do a podcast on this road again. This is insanity. Um, can't imagine what it's like when people are actually working. So Ashley's working a job. I'm developing what would become MLM Rebels at a very basic level. And she, I remember specifically, we were at a conference, a network marketing conference for our team. I remember clear as day. She was getting pretty fired up in a good way. Like she was positive about the old school stuff that we were doing because we were around the team for a week or a weekend. Um, we had like our own downline there, obviously. Our outline was there. There's thousands of people there and they're all preaching the same message. And she's feeling this, this momentum must be beginning again. Yeah. And so she's kind of feeling that. And I'm, at this point, I'm, you know, I was in before, before her for five years. So like, you know, I'm like, I've been around the block. I've seen this. Um, you know, I'm like, nah, no. And she's like kind of getting fired up. And I remember going on a walk with her, very long walk in the middle of the sessions. This is usually when we took breaks and try to take a nap or something. We went on like a multi-hour walk, sat on the curb. And this is usually where we would come to an agreement. Like, okay, this is usually where I would be like, okay, I'm going to give it one more go. But I wouldn't. I was like, no, I, I don't like, this is dead. Like this is literally dead. It's gone. The methods are gone. This was dead 15 years ago, 20 years ago. This, this team of 20,000 people hasn't moved from 20,000 in 15, 20 years. Like, yeah, like sure, there's, it seems like this team is growing, but, but that team is falling back. And so when you have a macro number check, it's still at the same numbers. It's been for years and years and years. This thing isn't growing. It's just some people are growing while some people are dying. In fact, the revenue is going backwards. Well, no one likes to tell you that. And I remember sitting there, I was like, I, I can't do it. I literally can't do it again. I can't give it another push. I'm not giving it another six months. I'm not giving it another year. And um, that was not a popular conversation. And uh, for a while, she kept going in those, in those old processes. And I wouldn't. Um, just wouldn't do it. And fast forward, you guys know the end of, you know, this part, you know where we're at in the story, right? You know where we're at now. If you're confused as to where we're at now, go listen to the last episode that I just recorded the other day. I uh, kind of laid it out there. Um, and uh, the bottom line is, you guys, we still got friends over there that ha they're still exactly where they were when we left. 
exactly where they were. And it's not just some friends, it's pretty much all of them. Meanwhile, I'm not gonna go through it again. I'll just let you know this, our business got a lot bigger, a lot faster than anyone doing old school stuff could even hope to do. Not because of us, because we're geniuses, because of the methodology. And so back to this, this guy, I'm thinking, I'm just like, my heart's almost breaking for him because I know he doesn't know any better. He literally thinks, oh, it's going to be different this time. It's going to be different. This new momentum is happening. I know what it's like to see the hope in someone's eyes like that because I saw it in Ashley's eyes. But there comes a time when you just have to say, no, (laughs) just use the brain and say, no, my brain, my heart says yes. My brain says no. And got to trust your brain sometimes. And um, the reality is this guy's fooling himself. And it sucks. I, 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 I sent something back. And I don't know if he got it. I didn't actually check the response. I'm sure he did. I don't know if, I don't know what he responded to. I, mean, I know if that, if he responded in like a, you're right, Zach, then, you know, he would have probably enrolled and my assistant would have sent him something. Um, told me most likely too. Um, so I sent him something back I, I, and I, I, was, I hoped that he got it I like mentally got it I don't know if he did probably probably not yet but I, man my, my heart broke for him because he's fooling himself and I hope it doesn't take another four years for him to figure it out uh, I hope it takes another ten seconds but sometime between ten seconds and four years you know bottom line is guys don't fool yourself I fooled myself for a long time, long, long time. And um, once I started trusting myself, you know the intro to this podcast, I recorded it a long, long time ago. I need to redo it because it's actually really long and repetitive. But, um, and there's actually a piece in it that I don't agree with anymore. <laughs> but regardless, most of it I do. In case you're wondering, it's the part where I says, I don't care about the industry, I do. Um, everything else I agree with is just repetitive. Um, but there's a part in there where I say, we care about people following their gut. And the reason I say that is because I didn't follow my gut. It's kind of reverse of what I just said a minute ago. I didn't follow my heart. I followed what my upline said. And my upline was doing, like, there's nothing wrong with them. They're not immoral, they're not unethical. They're great people. In fact, they're, they were some of my best friends. I would still consider them very good friends. I wish we were closer now, but regardless, they weren't trying to hurt me. They just, they just, we're doing what they were told. And, you know, my, my upline that was teaching me, they got started in the early 2000s. They got started when their smartphones didn't exist. And um, so, what they, so they weren't trying to harm me. They just didn't know. But my gut, my instincts told me something else. And I suppressed them for years and years and years. I suppressed the strength that God gave me. I have the strength to look at mass quantities of things. And if you're an entrepreneur, you probably have this too. Mass quantities of like data points and take it all in and find connections that non-entrepreneurs don't see. That's, that's what entrepreneurs usually makes an entrepreneur special. So they can do that. You might, you, you can probably do that too. If you're, you know, just a hardcore business owner type person. And most of the people in my upline, not the one I'm not the main one, but most of my upline were not real business owners. They were people that were 
in a network marketing company that were excited about the business. Amazing people, amazing people. But they were, they were comfortable with their job. Um, and some, not all of them. Some of them were not. And when I say upline, I just mean everyone around me, everyone in that old team. But some of us, some of those upline, some of those cross-line, downline, were business owners through and through. I, it literally broke, it like ripped me apart to go to a job because I knew for a fact, I said, if it wasn't for this company telling me to work a nine to five, I wouldn't work a nine to five. I literally wouldn't do it. I'm only at this nine to five because my coach tells me that I need to have nights and weekends free. I need to have a stable income. That's why I'm working a nine to five. The only reason I'm not trying to think about new ways to build a business is because my coach tells me not to. But literally the second I started following my gut, within four months, within four months, we started, I was matching my old um, corporate salary. Um, Within four months. Within nine months, I had more than doubled it. I think I even tripled it. And I was making as much as our big upline. Just because I started following my gut. And so that's why we say that in there. It doesn't mean to be a maverick. You have to earn that, I believe. Yeah, you have to be a good follower before you be a leader. And I was a, I was a textbook follower for six years. But it became a time when I needed to be the leader. And I was ready, and, but no one really wanted me to be, be that way. And so I was like, you know what? I need to trust me here. And it worked. And so once again, I'm not angry at anyone in my old team. I love them. I, I love them more, probably more than they love me. Um, actually, I can almost confirm that for sure. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's just it just is what it is. Um, but uh, anyway, I just uh, something I saw something that kind of distracted me. But anyway, the bottom line is, guys, don't fool yourself. Um, doesn't you know? You don't have to. You don't have to dislike anyone in your upline. You don't have to rebel against them. But you got to do what's right for you. And if that means following who you are, what you believe to be true, then that's what it means. So anyway, guys, if this helped you, do me a favor. Leave a review. Leave a rating down below. That'd be awesome. And we'll talk to you all very soon.